So everyone, welcome to the Cosmic Voice at Space Nova. This is your host Rohit Agrawal, and today we'll be unboxing astrophysics. And for this, we have Miss Archana Arvindan, and she's a PhD student from University of California, Riverside, and she's studying active galactic nuclei, which is bright centers of galaxies indicating black hole activity. Moreover, she's an astrophysicist. Like we can say that she's an astrophysicist. So hi Archana. Hi. Thanks for the very nice introduction and thank you for having me. I'm honored to uh, have you here. Yeah, thank you. Okay, so Archana since you study black holes and like this is the most fascinating thing present out there in the whole universe and like it's the most fascinating thing for people for us for communicators for physicists so I have a really quick question for you, which is why black holes feel like weird, and how would you like to burst some common myths and misconceptions about them? Sure. Yeah. So black holes have always been like an element of you know a wonder because it's something we don't understand quite well. Like even till date, that's why we have so many people trying to understand it and trying to understand why do we even have black holes. in the universe and what is their purpose what are they trying to do what will they eventually do in the future so like since so the whole fact that you know something can you know can just you know swallow in light as how black holes have been portrayed over time i think that's the most fascinating aspect of black holes you know like to think of something you know that can just just takes in everything and we don't know what's happening on the other side i think all those elements add to the whole mystery of 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 black holes and it's it's definitely one of the most interesting objects in in the whole wide universe so there are like obviously with something that has you know a lot of mystery around it there's obviously been uh, a lot of myths around it as well but you know with like the evolution of technology and our understanding of the universe we actually managed to burst some of these myths i think some of the most common ones which i have heard when people ask me are you know one thing is does 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 the black hole really suck everything in so like people kind of imagine it imagine it to be some sort of a vacuum cleaner like going through space and sucking everything in its path but that's not what happens so we don't have to be worried the there's only a certain like region around a black hole you know and under its influence in which it can pull objects inside and even then it does not really suck everything in and what it actually does is just tears everything apart and everything kind of just keeps spiraling around the black hole for the longest time and eventually as it loses energy it just falls into the black hole so it's not as dramatic as it as people think it is it does not really suck anything but most of the stuff just goes around it and that that's the active galactic nuclei so all the accreting material uh, around such black holes is what i study So that is one common myth. Another interesting one, which I've heard, is do all stars end up as black holes? Uh, that is also not necessarily true. Uh, so stars need to have a certain mass for it to become a black hole, and not if, only if it's heavy enough will it become a black hole once it uh, dies. Our sun itself will not become a black hole. It will just remain a quaint white dwarf. And not all black holes are formed from stars. there are some black holes called supermassive black holes which were existent 
or believed to have existed even before the first stars came along. So we are still trying to figure out, trying to understand these different kinds of black holes. Um, and they are very, very interesting objects. And of course, a lot of this myth has been, you know, bursted like, like one sure shot signature of how much we are understood about these black holes is the very famous picture of the very first, very famous picture of the black hole that was taken in recent years. So that, that shows how much progress we've made. That was indeed an inspiring answer. And I'd like say that, yeah, uh, black holes are not that mysterious as it sounds like. People in general conception, they like, they like feel like, okay, it's something different. It's something mysterious, but it's not that. Like it's a common explanation. Like it has a scientific explanation, right? Sure. I mean, like, so stellar mass black holes or like, so that is essentially when a star, uh, so it loses all its gas and it does not have anything and it just, it's a heavy object. So it just, you know, it just becomes a black hole. So, so that we can understand. Uh, we, we can understand why we have stellar mass black holes, but we have still not been able to understand why we have supermassive black holes. Where did they come from? What was the first supermassive black hole? Um, you know, so these supermassive black holes are the black holes which are at centers of galaxies. So they're like really big and massive, but that is still a mystery. We're still trying to figure out why are these supermassive black holes here and what are their roles exactly in galaxy formation and evolution? Yeah, so since we're talking about uh, the first image of the black hole, you have the first clause on this point. So can we explain the processing of the first image of black hole? <laughs> that's uh, that's a quite complicated answer and to be honest i myself don't understand it that well but we do have this wonderful image of the black hole and i'm sure there was a lot of work that went behind getting that image but as i understand it to, and to put it very simply so essentially when you're trying to image something the fainter the object is the harder it is to observe it because it's not giving out a lot of light so it's hard to like you know take an image this is this is pretty common. This is something we see in our daily lives. Like when you're trying to capture a photo with your camera, you ideally like it to be in a well-lit place or it itself is bright enough so that you can, you know, take a good picture. So this was our biggest challenge or, you know, the astronomy community in general's biggest challenge when they tried to, you know, go about this Herculean task of getting a picture of a black hole. So obviously if we understand black holes correctly so they are they themselves are not emitting any sort of light so clearly you cannot take an image of a dark object so what they thought was the best way to do it is to kind of get a shadow of it so essentially you're going to you're going to image the material around the black hole like i said they you know black holes accrete material around it so essentially you're going to try to capture this accreting material which are bright and Con and by contrast, your black hole should eventually pop up. So that was the initial idea behind getting this image of the black hole. And that's what people went in. So it was not a difficult task. Like I said, it's still difficult to get this, this particular image. And we needed a telescope the size of the Earth. So that was when you would get like fine enough resolution to like see the black hole image. And so that's what they did. So essentially, instead of taking one telescope the size of the Earth, they just placed different telescopes at different points of the Earth 
on the earth and they tried to get this wonderful image so it was so obviously there's a lot of challenges involved in that as well everything had to be coordinated perfectly you know at every single telescope which is involved in this entire setup there were i think about eight telescopes we had one telescope you know as far south in in antarctica which played a role and they all had to be coordinated and we had to get the image so that was essentially the idea so the images were mostly got in radio frequencies these were all radio telescopes so the image you see was not an optical image it's not like we like we did not capture the image as it is it was it was a constructed image so the it, whatever we received were radio waves and there's a lot of you know intricacies in converting a radio image to an optical image but it can be done using certain algorithms and that is what they did and they tried to get the image so katie bowman which was, who was uh, one of the you know computer scientists involved in this processing so she has a very nice example that i would like to say to so that it can be easier to understand what really happens so it's like when you're trying to listen to music through a broken radio so you're not hearing the whole sound or the whole music in itself you're just hearing some some kind of tunes or you know if or if you're listening to music you know in passing that's going through somewhere or something you don't listen to the whole music in itself you just listen to certain tunes or certain notes but your brain still recognizes the song or what music it is so our brain is capable of getting all that information with just a couple of notes so that is exactly what was done in the processing so they did not get like a perfect image they did not get like the image that we see all mapped perfectly all they got was different paths surrounding this black hole and all the accreting images and all and then they ran they ran algorithms to try to identify which could be the best representation of whatever they got so obviously there were different kinds of images so we already know so much about black holes theoretically we had an idea of what it must look like and one of the algorithms just produced that picture and that is what we see so it's not as straightforward as just taking an image and that's not what we got but there were a lot of you know electronics involved a lot of computation involved and a lot of these lot of collaboration and collaborative work went behind con- making this wonderful you know image of the black hole which we all see and of course it did get a lot of press and a lot of people were interested in in this black hole there were a lot of images of black holes that were coming up popping up and yeah so that was that was amazing it was nice to finally see a black hole and have some evidence that these things do exist in the universe insane so talking about the press and collaborators like i have a very very quick you know doubt always like since i've been into science communication especially in astrophysics like astrophysics is something which we can exaggerate like it's already too vast and it can be exaggerated very easily so what we can like what how astrophysics in general is different from the way journalism has shaped it in the current scenario that's a really good question because yes like you said um astrophysics is because so much is left to our imagination we do tend to exaggerate a lot especially like the, like when you talk about all these wonderful images you see of you know galaxies and they just seem so wonderful and just so beautiful uh and and that's what people expect you know you have all these amazing structures you know in the universe uh, but it's not it's not as 
simple as that like i said like people just saw the image of the black hole and they just thought you know someone just put this giant you know camera in space and then that's the image they got so but it's not that it, the the original image if you see of the radio waves they look nothing like the like the final image so there is a lot of uh, background work which goes on which is not which does not really come to you know in, in the forefront but like for example when i first started it i had a bunch of my nephews and nieces they came up to me and they asked me to show you know some of the galaxies i'm working on and then i showed them a picture and they were like this is too boring you know because they were expecting something you know really pretty and really beautiful and i'm i told them this is all we work with and this so initially so that's what it's basically a lot of data analysis we just you know sit and run computer programs try to process the data and it also depends on what kind of astrophysics you're doing so you know there are some people who work with imaging so they get good beautiful pictures but most of the community works on simulations and you know computational 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 based astrophysics so our data sets aren't as pretty so so in the journal so yes like how it is reported in popular media it's very different and most people miss the fine print saying artist rendition or you know this is like that's what it comes with like people say this is how an artist would imagine it and people just miss that and think this is how it looks like um but but it does have its perks because this is the reason like journalism is the reason why astrophysics does get you know a fair share of attention so people come up and ask us you know like you know like when a supernova bursts they come up and ask us like is this you know show us pictures and say is this how it really looks like and you know then we try to explain it to them you know what really happens but but a lot of interest has been sustained because of all the wonderful images that we see so it's 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 not the best I um, mean, you know, obviously, sometimes it's exaggerated. It causes a lot of worry amongst people. You know, people think, you know, like I said, black holes are going to swallow us up. So that time, it's not the best press, but it's also essential that we have these wonderful images to keep people interested and to keep them curious and to make them ask questions about the universe in general. Since I enjoy, they are both of uh, the aspects of. Uh... journalism a negative and a positive negative is that uh, they try to exaggerate things as i mentioned and urchana mentioned they try to exaggerate they try to make people worry about these celestial objects and everything and then other positive aspect being that children and young minds every everyone uh, get used to these uh, beautiful images and then they try to come up with this uh interest of researching more and looking forward with more things so Absolutely. since astrophysics yeah so since astrophysics is such a branch that it does not have much recognition so you are an indian how hard was it for you and how hard is it for everyone in general to pursue astrophysics in india well it's it's first of all i mean it's it's hard but like i said everything is hard so it you just have to like work work towards it but india does have a good amount of you know opportunities for people in, interested in astrophysics and astronomy so when i was in my undergrad and masters i got a lot of opportunity to like literally go around and you know take part in a lot of internship internships and a lot of winter schools a lot of summer schools in at places like ayuka 
the Inter-University Center for Astronomy and Astrophysics in Pune. There's the National Center for Radio Astrophysics in also in Pune. They also offer a lot of workshops and programs. And there's the Indian Institute of Astrophysics in Bangalore, which also does a lot of these outreach activities. And they try to get a lot of you know, students from school as well as colleges involved. So there is there is a lot of astronomy related activity in India. It's a very, very active field. But like I said, it's 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 obviously there's a lot of competition. It's it's a very niche field and also not as there's not as many resources as compared to something else in physics, like say condensed matter or electronics or something like that. So compared to all that, it's pretty niche. So it's harder for a lot of people to get in. But for anyone who's interested, I would recommend, you know, keeping an eye out for all these different programs. Uh, so you can get all kinds of, you know, hands-on experience. We so can really get a feel of what astrophysics is. It's a lot harder than just looking at pretty pictures. There's a lot of work involved. And um, yeah, so I think that that needs to be done. And also, uh, I would like to say, if you want to get into astrophysics, just doing physics or you know getting a degree in astrophysics is not the only way you can be an engineer and still get into astrophysics we need, like astrophysics like the astronomy community in general we need a lot of you know mechanical engineers we need a lot of electrical engineers you know to set up telescopes we need a lot of these like optical engineers are a big thing in astronomy you know for you know for maintaining telescopes of course there's a lot of communication that goes in so we are always looking for systems control people you know so that comes in the mechanical and of course computer science like i said the whole image of the black hole is only possible because of some really amazing computer engineers so you can find your way into astrophysics through any way you anywhere you start um but yeah, so the important thing is to just look out for opportunities and make use of every opportunity you get. We are a big country with a lot of people, a lot of capable people, and everyone loves astronomy. So everyone's trying to, you know, get a piece of the pie. So you just need to do your research well and, you know, really, really try to find out what work, what works best for you. But I would not say there's any dearth of resources in India. There are a lot of telescopes there's some beautiful telescopes up in Nainital there's one at Mount Abu observatory in Rajasthan but of course we need to do more of these outreach that people are aware that these resources exist we have the giant meter wave radio telescope in Pune which is world-class people fight to get telescope time at the GMRT from all over the world so they are doing good things but people just need to keep an eye out and do their research properly and try to find these opportunities Insane, like you know, there are a lot of opportunities in India. Just the problem is that people are not aware uh, about these outreach programs. They try to run towards engineering, medical, but yeah, there are some good things lurking around. So just have an eye on these things also. And as a part of your audience, uh, about the audience, they're like I am pretty sure whoever is redirected till here, he must be a great fan of space science or astrophysics. So just do try to check out all of the internships and outreach programs. Now coming to the last and the foremost question of our whole episode, which is, do we really need astrophysics in like, do we really need it? Like I did, I'm highlighting the word need here because we need some professions like a farmer is needed for food. A soldier is needed for our security. So do we need an astrophysicist? 
uh, or it's just one direction for research and understanding the universe <laughs> that is that is a very good question this is this is like this is the question we ask ourselves every day why are we doing this what is the purpose i mean i know many people who in astronomy you know dealing with this question but what i personally feel is like of course there are some people who are doing like amazing work you know all the doctors all the farmers you know all these people are doing amazing engineering work they are absolutely essential but i think astronomy in itself is a very wonderful thing uh, to study because you know like like you said there is no purpose like we are, we don't have any application in the real world per se you know we are studying astro- astronomy just for the sake of you know learning something new and i think that's what makes us fundamentally human so human are you know humans are you know they are the curious people like the reason why we have made such enormous advancements is because we were always curious about why this thing happens and that's what makes us humans and that's what makes us different from any other creature on this earth and i think astronomy just that's that's basically what it is so we are, we just like black holes they're not going to help us anyway but we're still curious and we're still trying to find out why do these black holes exist and when the when the image of the black hole came out everyone was interested you know from a farmer to a soldier to a little child everyone was interested in that picture and everyone was trying to you know they were like everyone was talking about it and so that's the beauty of astronomy like everyone it's something which fascinates all of us all of us have looked up at the night sky and looked at these amazing stars and there are some people who are trying to study it and you know trying to make sense out of it and i think that itself is beauty in itself so yeah so i think it's 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 very humbling to study astronomy honestly because you're studying things which are you know much bigger than yourself so you always have that perspective that you know there are there are things out there and you're not the center of the world so that that's a very humbling thought and that that really keeps one grounded and i think that's a huge thing that comes out of studying astronomy and it like astronomy has actually contributed a lot like even though it does not seem like it in the first place all the ccd cameras came about because of astronomy ccds were first developed for astronomical purposes gps and everything came about because of you know astronomy related research you know people are trying to position outside and then they just try to use the same technology inwards and that's why we're able to you know navigate to any point on the earth today so it's not very easy to see the purposes or the applications of astronomy but you know it does have like it does it it it's not evident but i'm sure uh, astronomy does have a lot of applications and and i if if it's something that fascinates you and you know you should you should really be brave enough to study it and just embrace the wonderful wonderful thing that you know astronomy and astrophysics is exactly it's uh, same like people asking how entertainment industry is helping us right it's so- more sort of that right sure yeah so entertain- <laughs> entertainment industry is not helping us in any way but if we are able to understand something if we are gathering a perspective to see our universe in a different way like when all of these things started with this uh, galileo and early scientists then there was like a geocentric model of the earth and everyone was like okay earth is the center of the world and there was this flat earth theory the way that we come up with astronomy like there's a very uh, 
long way that we come up with like it's too long it's uh, from yeah. the center of the earth to now we know that there are billions and billions of galaxies and the universe is also not one there are many universe we come up with cosmology everything's fine absolutely yeah it's beautiful it's a beautiful thing to study truly so i think uh, we are now the time is not allowing us to study further and it's the time that we should end the episode and so guys uh, this was it for the episode uh, this was me rohit agrawal along with archana uh, signing off for the day and do uh, mention us in your instagram stories and also follow our discord server for space rover's latest updates so till then uh, stay tuned